You're listening to the John Stapleton Podcast. Good morning. Today, I want to talk to you about nine reasons why you should study biblical doctrine. You know, this is one of the topics that's near and dear to my heart, and it really breaks my heart that so many Christians don't care about biblical doctrine, more or less just reading the Bible. Like most of the time, I'm trying to get you to read the Bible, um, but this one, I want to take you a step further and show you why studying the Bible is important, and and not just studying the Bible, because there are lots of things you could study in the Bible. You could study history, you could study archaeology, you could study uh, different disciplines, but today I want to focus on doctrine. What are the doctrines in the Bible, and and should we study them? And I I said um, in a previous episode, I wish I grabbed the episode number, um, that if you if you just you know stay in church and stay in a Bible teaching church and and you just you catechize yourself essentially, um, then you're going to know the body of instruction. But that's but there's more for you. It will settle. It will help settle us. That's that's the first reason to study biblical doctrine. In Ephesians four, Paul talks about how God gave gifts to uh, to the church, various gifts to help mature her into um, into maturity, into adulthood. And then he says the end result is in verses uh, thirteen and fourteen, where we won't be you know. Um, we, we won't be tossed back and forth by the waves of culture, by every wind of doctrine. We're going to be anchored in something that's objective, something that's true, something that's binary, something that's black and white. Uh, we live in a culture that doesn't like absolutes, and everybody has their truth. Well, guess what? The truth doesn't belong to you. The truth doesn't belong to me. The truth doesn't belong to anybody, really. The truth is objective, and it has no favorites. And so the, the sooner you find that out, the sooner you're going to live according to gravity. Number two, it will help us save, it will help save us from theological food poisoning. Um, Paul, Paul says in 1 Timothy 4.13 through 16, he encourages Timothy to uh, devote himself to the public reading of Scripture, the public reading of Scripture. And, um, and, and, and the reason why is because this is important. There are lots of things that make Sunday morning happen, that make church service happen. Uh, how do I know I'm, part of the, I'm one of the people on the team? But listen, the thing that must take place is the centrality of God's word. If, if you don't go to church to hear a word from God, you're going there for another reason. You're going there for your friends or the music or some other reason. And maybe those are the reasons that got you in the door, but... We should be growing up into maturity. The reason is so that we can get to know our God better. And, and Paul says if, if Timothy t- does this, if he sticks to teaching the word of God, then he's going to save himself and his hearers. Uh, and and, and the, uh, the implication is from false doctrine. And false doctrine always leads out to false lives, to badly lived lives. Number three, it's going to help us reflect on God. Second Timothy 2.15 says, Do your best to show yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, who correctly handles the word of truth. Um, there are lots of reasons to be ashamed of the Bible, uh, if you believe it or if you teach it. And, and part of the reason is because there are other people that are teaching it that are abusing it. And so often we have to say, 
hey, I know this other person's teaching this, but I'm not of that persuasion. This is what the Bible says, and this is my understanding of it. It's also very. Uh, it's also uh, cause for shame because often the rebuttal among people that don't believe the Bible is, "Well, all you Christians don't even agree on what the Bible says. Why should I spend time studying it?" And again, there is a consensus, there is an agreement, but there in every in every in every topic, there is always someone on the fringes that are that have some bogus, ridiculous argument. And you just got to ignore them and, and look at what most of the people that adhere to that group are saying, are saying. And Jesus' dying prayer in John 17 is that we all would be united as God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are united. Number four, it will help us equip ourselves. Um, this is in Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 17. Paul lays out the various uh, parts of the armor, if you will, the, of the Christian life. And the sword is the only weapon the only part of that 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 um that setup that is offensive and so if you're walking around you don't know your bible you don't know what god says you are unarmed you're walking around spiritually unarmed and it's very interesting we live in a day where uh, most people don't necessarily doubt the existence of god most people are very spiritual it's clear it's it's in hip-hop it's in politics it's everywhere you look People are clearly worshiping the devil. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. And and if if you don't have the belt of truth, you're going to be pantsless. If you don't have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, again, another way to talk about the truth, you're just you're not going to have anything to combat the lies with. That's what he's saying. Number five, we will understand the history of Israel. Uh, in, in 1 Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 5, you know, Paul starts off by saying, I don't want you to be ignorant. That, by the way, most, a lot of these scriptures today, that's how Paul or Peter is going to start this. I don't want you to be uninformed. I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to forget this. This is what they, they, they keep saying before they introduce this. And Paul goes on in 1 Corinthians 10 to talk about how God killed a bunch of people who were idolatrous in the desert. Uh, the, the Exodus generation, the people that God saved from Egypt, he later overthrew in the wilderness because of their idolatry. And this was a lesson to us. So again, for people that say, hey, we need to unhitch from the Old Testament. We don't need that. Well, what do you do with Paul's admonition in 1, Timothy, uh, 1 Corinthians 10? The Old Testament's full of fearful examples of how God treated unbelievers so that we don't act like unbelievers. It can't get any clearer than that. Number six, we will understand the restoration of Israel. Paul says in uh, Romans 11.25, I do not want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers and sisters, so that you may not be conceited. Israel has experienced a heartening in part until the full number of the Gentiles has, has come in. So here's what he's saying. He's combating this theology that's actually prevalent today, which is replacement theology. It's the theology that says that God has replaced the church, uh, or sorry, that, that the church has replaced Israel. And Paul's saying, no, we have it. Um, it, may, it, may, it may be tempting to think that um, because we're all part of one family tree, but, but his point is this. You, we are not the roots. Us Gentiles, we are not the roots. We are not the ones that started this. Abraham is the father of our faith. And we can't say, oh, wow, those poor Jews— Thank God we replaced them. No, no, no. If we fall into the same trap, if we walk away from God like they walked away from God, guess what? We're going to lose our faith too. And that's a very hard conclusion to get to if you don't have the Old Testament. Number seven, 
Uh, we study spiritual doctrine so that we can understand the spiritual gifts. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12.1 about spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be uninformed. And then he spends the next two, three chapters talking about spiritual gifts. Number eight, we will understand the return of Christ. In 1 Thessalonians 4.13-17, Paul is writing to comfort some Christians that lost some people in the faith. They died. And so Paul says, I don't want you to be uninformed. I don't want you to not have hope like those that don't know God. And then he goes into it. And number nine, we will understand the destruction of the earth. Peter says in First Peter three, Second Peter three eight, uh, do not be, do not forget this one thing, dear friends. The with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. Guys, the reason why we need to study biblical doctrine is because it's going to keep us tethered. It's going to keep us truthful. It's going to keep us knowing the truth. We're going to hear directly from God. We're going to have uh, a perspective of what's happening globally. And if you don't know the truth, if you don't, you don't know your salvation, you don't know really much of anything. If you don't know God, you don't really know yourself, which is why when people have a midlife crisis, they go out to find themselves and it's just more destruction. They, they haven't found themselves. They're still confused. It's only when you meet God. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The point of meeting Jesus is to come to the Father. And if you never come to the Father and you never spend time with him and you never learn from him, and I'm just speaking as a man here, you're not going to be a man. You're not going to be a full man. You're not going to be uh, the man that you were supposed to be. And you're going to be less of a human. And this applies to both men and women, less of a human. Um, the more you turn away from God and you worship creation. You turn more into an animal than into a human. And this is why we need biblical doctrine, because we were made in the image of God as human beings. And most people don't know what, what, what it is to be a human being. And so this is why there's a high emphasis on sociology and psychology. And I love those studies. I think they're impressive. But they don't tell you who God is, because listen, if we were made in God's image and we don't know who God is, we don't know who we are. And this is why you should study biblical doctrine. It's highly practical, it's highly important, and it will solve your father wounds. God bless.